With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, right, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. We're recording this later at night tonight, so I uh, honestly I almost missed the recording time. Like I texted you half an hour ago, Sam, and then uh, just ten minutes ago when you said you're almost ready, I was like, "Wait, shit! I have to be ready for a podcast in five minutes." So uh, I was almost well, late. That would not have been good. No, but I got here, and uh, I'm gonna let you make the call. I have an opening question or conversation planned. Uh, you want to go into it, or do you want to just get right go into for it. talking? Yeah, about go for it. Game? Um, you play 2K, obviously, yes? Yep. Do you have the new 2K, 21? I do. Okay. Just thoughts. Just just give me your thoughts on the game. What do you think? All right. So, <laughs> um, it's really not worth buying unless you're on the new system, which mm-hmm. none of us are right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you play it for my career, my career, you only, none of it carries over. So it's only, you know, you're only playing for these two months. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play my GM mode or my league, you can't, it's all the same as the last 2K. Yes. Like it's literally all the same. Nothing's updated because the rosters are the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. you can't even do start today. Like the yeah. draft classes aren't as good. Can't even load in the draft classes yet. I don't right. think. It, it, I don't know. It's pretty dumb. I got it. Cause all like my friends did and I wanted to play park and who knows if I'll be able to get the next gen system immediately when it comes out. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to have the new one, I guess. I mean, it is what it is. So what's your build in the park? What's your build this year? Facilitating finisher. It's the same one I used last year. Um, it's not as good as it was last year. Shooting is a lot more uh, difficult this year. Mm -hmm. Yes. Shooting is hard this year. So it's definitely a learning curve. Mm-hmm. I made the transition from I was a glass uh, cleaning lockdown a Glock last year uh, center and this year I'm a point guard of a scoring machine so it's just like mainly shooting badges with some finishing and some playmaking but I get like 27 shooting badges 13 finishing 12 playmaking and four or three defense so it's a nice all around my I've got my shot down decently in the park as of lately so I'm feeling good about myself. Yeah, 2K is just it, it's basically the same game. So, unless really? you're like unless you're like us who are just suckers and always get the new 2K, I know that's what I would consider myself at this point cuz if it comes out I'm going to get it. It's the I was going to say it's the best basketball game on the market, but it's only the best because it's literally the only basketball yeah, they game have a monopoly. Mm-hmm. So, they can just do whatever they want and they just don't care. Uh actually, before we get into the game last night, uh, I wanted to bring up a few things. Did you see some of the roster discrepancies that uh, were yeah, there at launch? I did. So for those listening, Kawhi Leonard had a worse mid-range than Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know how these people can run a basketball game, but just like apparently they just don't watch basketball, right? Because that's absurd. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. With I don't know. that. 
the the ratings in that game are so screwy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And then some players who have a good rating just perform like shit. Like like Robert Covington, I know, is a big one who just shoots like twenty percent from three and thirty percent from the field, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's I don't know, man. They need to get their shit straight. Or a lot of people are going to stop playing that game. Actually, that's not true. Everyone's going to keep playing because, like we said, yeah, you know, like, they have a monopoly, so people are going to play it. I'm, I'm pretty sure NBA Live canceled too. I don't think they're making their game anymore. Yeah, I think they're all done. Anyways. We can get into the disappointments of last night. Uh, like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday, so game one of the Celtics Heat series was last night, and man, oh man, uh, I, I'm upset. But uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up before we get into the complaining, or not even complaining, the discussion, I suppose, uh, what a block by Bam, Ad- Bam Adebayo. No hate to them. Like, No, I respect a, the play. It was a nice play. That was my... Um, go ahead. It feels a lot different than the last series did like the game yes. three thing sucked and the two overtime thing in that game sucked too but i don't know it doesn't feel as painful yeah i didn't feel as shitty about this one i think part of it is because the og thing was such a freak play this one was genuinely just like a ridiculous display of athleticism like that was one of the best plays i've seen in a long time uh someone asked me about uh that block compared to lebron's block uh, back in 2017, what do you think about that comparison in terms of magnitude? No, I mean, the LeBron block was to win the finals, pretty much. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to compare anything, you might as well compl- uh, compare the Marcus block to that block. Because that was to seal a game seven as well. True. Um, I would say, this is how I responded to that question. I said... Like you, the LeBron one is obviously better because of the magnitude of the situation. But in terms of feat of like athleticism and play, I'd say they're pretty close. Like that Bam thing was crazy. Like that was some crazy shit. His hand was like in the rim. It was like in the basket when he blocked it. Yeah, I tweeted out today that like I really thought Tatum should have just laid it in. Obviously, <sighs> like the heat of the moment thing. Like I mean, I guess. You don't see like that happening to you ever. Like, otherwise, you wouldn't yeah. go to the basket. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Einstein's twenty twenty, and if you look at the replay, if he really like you know got the ball to the corner of the rim where the ball could get stuck, like I don't think Bam could have got there. See, I think he could have gotten there. It might have made it more difficult. But something I saw on Twitter was um Stool Greeny, uh, Dan Greenberg, who we've had on the show before. He tweeted something along the lines of, everyone complains about Tatum not being aggressive enough at the rim, and the one time he is, he gets shit on for it because it didn't seem like the right play. Uh, and then he went on to just say, like, kudos to Bam. Like, that was just a great display of, like, basketball and defense. So there's nothing, like, you can't ask Tatum to do much more in that situation. So Yeah, I personally don't mind the, I mean, it was a better shot selection than before, which I also yeah. didn't have a massive problem with it. it was, Me neither. I mean, they, they could have got a better look, but I mean... After game three of the last series, as long as they didn't leave any time on the clock, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I agree. Someone, uh, something else I saw on Twitter was, I apologize, guys, if you hear my dogs barking, but stuff happens. Um, something else I saw was that people complain that Brad Stevens doesn't give the ball to his best player in clutch situations, and then when he does, they just complain that he didn't drop a better play. So it's like a lose-lose situation for everybody involved in that case because, like, yeah, maybe Marcus had a better shot, but how long would it take in Tatum to get the pass over there? Like, 
what happens if a Heat player intercepts it? Do you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't upset. Yeah, with if you're listening stuff. to this, if you're going to complain about one thing from yesterday, neither of those should be what you complain about. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like the Celtics were up 14 and they got themselves into that situation. That's not it. Don't complain about that. Facts. Complain <laughs> about Tatum taking a shot that I think Tom Westerholm tweeted today that like he makes like 42% of those or exactly. whatever. It, there was some stat that came out that it, it's, it really wasn't a bad shot. I had no problem with it. Tatum, if he made that, he would have been the hero. So it doesn't really matter to me in terms of the shot. Um, in terms of blowing a lead, though, I'm starting to get really sick of that. Seeing how they did it <laughs> twice yesterday. They were up five with a minute left, and they blew that. Yep. They were up four in the overtime. They blew that. They were up 14 earlier in the quarter of the fourth. Yeah. I don't it's... know what it is. Every time the Celtics get up, they forget how to play. I agree. Um, maybe part of that is, uh, you know, what we've mentioned on this show many times before. The Celtics play down to their competition. Um, you know, they were up 14. They might have taken the foot off the gas. Uh, you know, thought Miami wasn't as good as they might be, even though, I mean, I'm a little bit more sold on Miami after yesterday, but I mean, yep. if the Celtics just executed, they would have made easy work of Miami. I agree. I agree. That was my next point. I wanted to bring up the inability to close out games because obviously we saw it in the Raptor series. Uh, it allowed OG to get that amazing shot. If the Celtics had, you know, played better, that wouldn't have happened in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> uh, I saw it in game one against the Heat. Goran Dragic, it was like an on and off switch, really. Like the first quarter, Celtics were great. Second quarter, they were bad. Third quarter, they were great. Fourth quarter, they were bad. It was like we could yeah, only it's play kind of funny well you mentioned that. I, I was thinking that while watching the game. Yeah, yeah. And then when it went to overtime, I was like, well, it's their turn to be good, so they should be all right. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. it didn't work out that way. No. Well, it was for a minute, and then it stopped. Exactly. It's like they treated overtime like two different periods. Like they played good the first half of overtime, but not the second one. So it's yeah, I, unfortunate. It killed me to see Jay Crowder nail all those threes, too. That just hurt me inside. I mean, you knew it. It's bound to I know. happen. I, mean, I know. The guy is playing with a chip on his shoulder. They traded him away a couple of years ago. You knew he was going to come out. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about Jay Crowder? Yeah. Jay Crowder wasn't as impactful as you would think on the defensive end, I don't think. Yeah, I think no. he was an easy matchup for anyone who Jalen or Jason who was guarding him. He was just getting blown by. He was mainly a sharpshooter, I would say. Goran Dragic, on the other hand, or yeah, Dragic won them that game. <laughs> he sure. was he's the one that willed them back into it. So no, their whole team was garbage except for him at one point. So yeah, yeah. I mean, props to him. I mentioned. I, that. I don't know what the problem there was either. Yeah, why can't we stop him? I mean, maybe you got to put Smart on him at this point. I think maybe. that might be the play. Because, like, who else is market to guard? Maybe Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. I feel like it's kind of a waste. Butler. Butler, yeah. But you can put Brown and Tatum on Butler because they're good defenders too. So Yeah, you definitely can. Very um, wishy-washy there. So what else was last night? So I guess uh, we got to talk about Kemba. Yeah, that Kemba, was one of the other things. Kemba has been all over uh, the media really for the last, like, week and a half. He hasn't been very good. Yep. Now, I personally – now, obviously, Kevin needs to be better. Kevin needs to be better. He, he's getting paid the max money. He's not executing. He's not making his shots. Might be losing a little bit of confidence. Um, I personally still have plenty of confidence in Kevin. I really don't think this is going to be reflected for the rest of the series. He's just on a cold streak. Um, 
I mean, obviously the continue is going to be a problem and like, you know, knock on Kemba, whatever. But like, if you want something positive to look at, look no further than the like the fourth quarter overtime. Uh, Kemba yeah. was really solid. Mm-hmm. He made a couple big shots. He made a big step back that would have been the game winner had the Celtics gotten a stop. Cardiac, baby. Yeah. Cardiac Kemba. So despite all the struggles he's had, He's still been clutch, yes. which I don't have a problem with. I have no problem with the ball being in his hands down the stretch, um, especially yesterday. It was definitely the right move. I mean, Tatum cooled off after, I believe, I saw a tweet seven minutes in the fourth quarter. The last yeah, pass I, actually, I actually have it here. Uh, yeah. Jason Tatum after the six-minute mark, but I did see something about seven minutes, so I'm not sure what this is. Uh, after the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter, in that quarter in overtime, missed a three, missed a two, missed a three, the potential game winner, missed a three, missed a two, got his dunk block, and then missed a three. Um, and he had some free throws in there, but he didn't make a, a field goal yeah. at the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter, which is clearly an issue because you can't have your best player on your team doing that. He's got to he's gotta have more clutch genes than that. I know he's still only 22, but... At some point, you got to start talking about these guys like actual players instead of young budding stars. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and another issue is, you know, you talked about the end of the game. The ball was not moving enough, and that's why. Yes. yes. That's one of the reasons you saw the offense stall out big time. The ball was not moving. I saw a stat that like Jalen Brown didn't touch the ball for like after the after the tipping he had. Yeah, I could be wrong. Something like that. I know. And even then, before that, he hadn't touched it in a while without, you know, the tipping, yeah, yeah. an offensive rebound. So that needs to change. Jalen Brown is a solid player on this team. He's been solid. He was great in the last three games of the Toronto series. He's someone that deserves touches late game, and he can execute. I don't know why he didn't get the ball yesterday. I mean, in, in all honesty, the Celtics were riding a wave coming into game one. You saw it. They came out hot, right? They... I'm not they, – they really should have won the game yesterday. And if it comes back to bite him in the ass, I'm going to be pissed because you can't just drop playoff games like that. It, it was in the bag. It was pretty much sealed. You can't drop playoff games. But if, if you want to take the positive spin to this, here, here's my positivity. I, I'm usually very positive when uh, you know I get to actually think about it. I don't like to I'm, – I'm a homer, so I always think the best. So – Number one positive is Kemba looked like he found his stuff a little bit towards the end of the game, for sure. There's no arguing that. He played really great towards the end. Second positive is it's game one. Game one is usually considered to be a feeling out game. If you want examples of this, look in the Western Conference. Lakers lost both game ones. Uh, Gentlemen swept both teams. And third positive, uh, Celtics might have needed a kick in in the ass after uh, beating Toronto. Even though they shouldn't have, because that whole series should have been the kick in the ass they needed, but it wasn't. So I'm sure I, all the quotes I've seen on Twitter today were all pretty positive things. You know, Daniel Tice had a good quote. He was talking about you can't get, let uh, no calls or anything get into your head, which, uh, you know, he is the spokesperson for the bad whistle. So <laughs> yeah. he definitely is someone that knows about that. So I don't know. I, I feel good. I also feel like that was a pretty good punch from Miami that Celtics ate yesterday. Like you said, Jay Crowder, sharpshooter, usually isn't the case. Even though he had a good shooting first round, uh, you know, second round against Milwaukee, you know, he's not really someone that's going to drop 22 on you. He's not a sharp. Uh, Tyler Hero almost had a triple-double off the bench. Yeah, that kid's crazy. 
Drogic, I say, I say as good he's as younger he's been, than. as good as Drogic has been, uh, you know, almost 30 points from Drogic. Can you expect that every game? No. I'd say around 20 to 23, you can expect. Exactly. So, I don't know how, you know, I feel like that was a pretty good punch in Celtics. Almost eight from Miami. They almost pulled it off. I mean, I don't know. There's definitely, you can see the Celtics are clearly the better team. Now, yeah. they just didn't put it together last night. I don't know what yeah. the problem was, but you they can't, couldn't you execute. Can't, yeah, you can't give Miami any room to work with at the end of games because they have arguably one of the best closers in the NBA and Jimmy Butler. Uh, they just have a lot of clutch guys. Like that whole culture is just grit uh, and just energy, man. Like the Heat are one of the most impressive teams to watch uh, in the NBA, especially this season. It's just because of that that Heat culture they build. That's a real thing. Like, and it showed. Like Jimmy Butler, that corner three, man. Wow. Like what a shot. And like you can't you can't get mad at that. Like you said. Like you can't get mad like you did with the OG three because. Like, who the hell is OG Ananobi, and why does he have any business making that shot? But Jimmy Butler is that fucking dude. Like, he's no joke. And last night he proved that, I think. Yeah, I mean, he made two big shots. Uh, That's all they need him to do, though, like, usually. Yeah, he he was a good player. Obviously, brings it on both ends of the floor. I don't – I still don't think he's really enough to will the heat pass at least the Celtics. I still Hopefully. think the Celtics are too versatile. Yeah, Hopefully. I think they're just too versatile to lose four games to this team. Yeah, you know that old Westbrook quote where the reporter asks him, "Did you win this game or did the Jazz lose this one?" And he's just like, "What? What are you talking about, bro?" And you know that old clip of Westbrook. Yeah, I don't know why his reaction was that though, because that's actually like a good question. That's a real yeah. thing. Westbrook's a uh, funny dude. Celtics lost that game. Yesterday. Exactly. That was going to be my point. This is the Celtics series to lose, not the Heats to win, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but a- after last I night, mean, I Miami know. did have to battle back. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, the Celtics yes, yes. had no business losing and that game. And they like managed. I said. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That was it. I was going to say, like, like I said, it's the Celtics to lose. And they for sure lost that game. Uh, Miami did win it, and they did earn that win. But the Celtics threw the game hard. Uh, you mentioned Jalen Brown touches. Uh, why do you think he didn't get the ball as much last night? Do you have any idea? I don't know what the problem was. I mean, there was one play in particular I do remember that they tried to swing it and it got deflected. But, like, other than that, I mean, I could not tell you why he's not touching the ball. Yeah. I, I doubt Miami was keying on him. For sure. No, were. yeah, it's third option. Um, I mean, he got 14 shots. But when Marcus Smart is getting 18, that's not really okay with me. Well, Marcus <laughs> Smart took it into his own hands. I mean... There was a stretch there. He was just chucking. I mean, he shot relatively efficiently, but you need. No, the I ball. don't have a problem with Mark. I mean, don't get me wrong. He took some terrible shots yesterday, yeah. especially looking back on it. The one where he didn't pass to open Brown under the basket. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Fast break, and they went into overtime. That's kicking the dick a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Taylor tweeted that out. Yeah, but I personally don't have a problem with Marcus taking shots. Um, That's what I was Adams take is is pretty solid though. I, he tweeted that, you know, that's not his job, which it's not, but yesterday he did have it going, even though he was extreme at times for sure. He took some bad shots yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they can, those... If they can find the right balance of him getting shots when he is making mm-hmm. them and that, then they'll be fine. And exactly. it's funny. I'm sure you saw it, the stat that when Marcus scores over a certain amount, they're like three and 12 now. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, it's a thing. And I guess if you really want to analyze, well, what, what would the reason for that be? Is it just a coincidence? The reason for that is probably because when Marcus is scoring a lot, somebody else is off. Or someone Kemba, else is hurt. Or someone's hurt. But, mm-hmm. you know, Kemba was, has been off. Yes, for sure. Shout out to Marcus for really stepping it up. I mean, he had an yes. incredible first half. And he still he made a big shot, I believe, in the fourth quarter, too, to kind of ice things mm-hmm. a little bit, even though it yeah. didn't matter. But Marcus has been sensational this last – I mean, this entire playoffs, really. I mean, he's been great. Can't complain about Marcus except for – I mean, yesterday he just took some bonehead shots. And usually I am never one to complain about Marcus's shots. I know people really hate them. I've never really even been one to like cringe when he takes a jumper. I don't know. I just I just kind of feel like Marcus knows what he's doing. But I don't know. Yesterday, some of it was a little questionable, especially that missed pass on the fast break. That was inexcusable. In the, inexcusable. Yes. Even if he makes that, that's a bad shot. He stepped up really, especially with the absence of Hayward, <clears throat> yeah. uh, who could come back soon, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, for those of you listening, Adam Taylor, our good friend, uh, his take on Smart is that he wishes he would basically stick to more of a playmaking, uh, facilitating, and uh, defensive role on the team and not take so many shots because even when he is on, that's a dangerous thing because uh, as we saw yesterday, he started off 4 for 4 and then missed his next four shots, so he was 4 for 8. So while on paper 50% looks like a good shooting split, what, do you, what do you like? Eight four, miss 4. So. What are you like, moving your mic in and out? You messing with me? No, what are you talking about? Sounds like you're like trying to make your point. You're shoving your mic into your face. Am I am I too loud or something? No, it was just once. Uh, like it was like a couple times. I was oh, just kind of busting your balls. I think my hand hit the mic. I think I, I I like went to like motion something like like you know when you talk you use like hand expressions and shit. Yeah. I like smacked the top of my mic. So I I don't know how you do that when you're on your own. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> I apologize to those listening. I don't do it often, but no, no. Apparently. I just wanted to point it out just in case. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were talking about um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam's Marcus. take on Marcus. Smart, yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with you or Adam. I think it's all a matter of Smart needs to do a better job of recognizing when he's hot and when he goes cold cuz once he goes cold, it's hard for him to heat back up again. So, once he misses a couple shots, I think he needs to chill out and pass the ball more. Yeah, I mean, I I usually don't have a problem with Marcus shooting, but last night was a little extreme. Just a, it was just over the top. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and even like then, I, said, I mean, it almost still didn't hurt him. Exactly. Like, I mean, it, on, had they executed down the stretch, it wouldn't hurt. So, yeah, like on paper, when, he when he's that him. hot, let him shoot. Just uh, not early in the shot clock. Yes, those yes, are the ones that kind of make you go, "What the hell, man?" Unless he's made two in a row. Then, I mean, if you, if you make two in a row, you can take a third one, whatever. But you can't take chuck chuck up threes in the beginning of the shot clock, a close game. Yeah, I agree. Um, before we move on to a few other things I wanted to talk about, is there any thoughts you have for game two moving forward after that tough loss? I think you're going to get me to spoil the, uh, the old article for tomorrow, do you? <laughs> uh, if you want to know that, you have to read, uh, my piece that'll be out tomorrow morning on Bannertown. Sam's keys to victory. Always. Just kidding. Cause who wants to read? Uh, so <laughs> Kemba's going to be better, and you know he had the quote where he said uh, he's been bad. So I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like he's just got to step up. It's going to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. yeah. And he, like I, I mentioned in the article, I was like, listen, if you want any kind of light at the end of the tunnel with Kemba, he was really good in the clutch. Well, he wasn't really good, but he was 
he was normal in the clutch. You know, he was fine. Um, Celtics need to learn how to hold on to a lead. It's a problem. They need to stick to Brad's game plan down the stretch. They might have straight away yesterday. Uh, that point that I made about the, the playing down to the opponent, I heard that Mike Gorman said that on the radio today on Toucher and Rich. I thought that was a pretty good point, so I wanted to bring it up. Maybe they got a little that. comfortable. You definitely heard uh, you say that, Chris. You've been saying that for months. Yeah, but no, no, but like he mentioned it, it was in a different sense. Like he, they, okay, they got yeah. comfortable because they were up big. Ah, yes. I not see. because they feel like they're the better team, even though that could have been a factor. He yeah. said once they got up big, they kind of take their foot off the gas. At which least is yesterday, true. Which is, which true is very true. Um, that's a problem. And then the last thing I believe I wrote. Um, it was something similar to that. It was oh, it was to move the ball because yes. the ball stuck. Too much isolation. They weren't getting really good looks. Um, it was frustrating to watch for sure. For sure. Uh, if I had to pick some key points other than the ones you mentioned, because I think obviously all three of those are true. Um, Brown needs to touch the ball more. I know there was a quote on it. Uh, they asked Jalen about it, and he said, "Yeah, we talked about that and left it there." Yeah, I, I don't think rolling. they're going to have massive chemistry issues. It's just like I agree. No, yeah. If if hopefully this is just going to be a wake up call. I mean, we've seen them bounce back a couple times. You know, against Toronto, they we we know they're not going to just uh, falter out like last year after losing. You know, it's different this time around. For sure, I agree. Um, better locker room chemistry the whole way around. Uh, other than that, I'm pretty happy with everybody. I think the bench did well. Um, and everyone, Grant Williams has been really, solid. really good. Grant Williams has been solid. He defensively. You know what's funny about Grant is I don't know why Brett does this, but he only plays him in the second half. He only plays him when Tice fouls out. So Grant ends up playing. Like no, the it's last not even that. He minutes. played. He played before Tice fouled out. Really? Oh, true. Yeah, true, he, he yeah, came yeah. in the third quarter, and like, I was like, why don't they just go to Grant early in the game? I don't get it. Does he want to give Shemi a chance first, like to see if he's gonna? shots uh, that day like i don't yeah. i don't understand what he's doing <laughs> see if he's gonna make shots that day i mean uh, if he makes the shots then he's good like he plays probably X. better perimeter defense than grant even though grant's pretty solid in that uh aspect but i mean if semi's making his threes i mean i don't have a problem with him playing it's just sometimes he does stupid shit sometimes he doesn't make his threes <laughs> is what it is well, there was one game he just looked lost against Torrey. Yeah. I didn't have a game for it. He just looked like he was lost out there. Yeah. The thing with Shemi is he's such a nice dude. Like, I've watched his Twitch streams and where he plays video games and stuff. And I've, like, seen interactions with him. He's a really funny and nice dude. But he just – he's gotten better at, like, catching and shooting immediately. Like, there's no hesitation anymore. But I don't the... think anybody's questioning his work ethic. And I'm glad that oh, he doesn't yeah. hesitate. He even made like a deep three. Um, yes, maybe in yes. game seven, he made a, one. Of, it was a bomb. I was like, "Geez, uh, I don't, I, I don't really have shot. a problem t- him taking shots." But when you realize he doesn't have it, you kind of got to pull him. Exactly, and throw in Grant or someone. Like, give him a chance. I'm surprised yeah. we haven't seen any Romeo this playoffs. I mean, he. I don't know why no one like thought it was serious when like he tore a ligament. <laughs> like that's probably factoring into true. it a little bit. This Man, is tore true. a ligament. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe it when they said he was going to play. I was like, geez, he tore a ligament in his wrist. Yeah. Uh, but he played through it fine in the other series, so I don't understand why he hasn't been playing in these. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
But fun fact: Semi and Daniel Tice, also players I've uh, gotten pictures with. I don't, I don't know where they are, but I even, I even wish Semi good luck one time. He said thank you. Awesome. Your your best friends with the Celtics. You got to invite them on the podcast. You know your best friend. I remember the first time I sat down there, like towards uh, the the tunnel there. Yeah. It was the 2017 season, and like I was so starstruck, I didn't say anything to anybody. I was so <laughs> nervous. Like Kelly Olynyk and Al Horford walked by, I didn't like ask them for like an autograph for a picture. Legends, yeah. absolute legends. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, some things I wanted to move on to outside of you know the heartbreak of Game One and Game Two, which we talked about. Uh, some quotes, interesting quotes about Gordon Hayward have surfaced. So, the first one being. Uh, Jared Weiss or Weiss, I believe, Weiss. tweeted out. Weiss, Weiss, sorry, Jared Weiss tweeted out a quote from Brad Stevens saying Gordon might not leave for the birth of his son, and Brad insisted he wasn't joking. What yeah, do you I was. I was on Hey Watch with this this whole baby thing. Yeah, I sent that to you because I was like, "Geez, we talked about this a little bit last week." Because mm-hmm. uh, Toucher and Rich, I listen to them all the time. They have great interviews. If you enjoy uh, good Celtic stuff, you should definitely check them out on ninety eight five or any uh, podcast you listen to app you listen to. They usually have Mike Gorman and Danny Ainge on every week, so you can listen to them, speak to them there. But uh, Mike Gorman was talking about it, and like they were really diving deep into whether or not they thought he would go back and there was a little bit of uh momentum behind the him not going back for the birth because robin mentioned on instagram the next time she sees gordon he won't be the only boy and people are reading into that as saying he won't be there for the birth and when he gets back the kid will already be born mm-hmm. and now brad stevens says he doesn't know if he's going to leave that adds more fuel to the flames in mean, and Mike Gorman was really kind of – Mike Gorman was on the green Kool-Aid last week when he was saying it. He was like <laughs> – he was really saying like, you know, this might be his best chance to win a championship. Uh, you know, how cool – yes, it would be great to – this is something he said. I could not believe he said. I was like, whoa, Mike. He said uh, – Mike Gorman, by the way, is great. Not bashing him at all. It's just of course, of he course. said um, – yeah, being there for like the birth of your son is cool, but you could also tell him, hey, when you were born, I was helping Celtics win a championship, which I could not believe he said. <laughs> Hot because, take. Because, like, I mean, I personally, you know, it's Gordon Hayward's choice. I don't really care. And I don't think Mike cares either. He's just kind of, of you course, know, yeah, trying yeah. to see both sides. But I'm surprised nobody, like, heard that and really tried to go into him for that. Yeah. Because people will. I, I don't have a problem with him saying that. But it's a risk, I should yeah. say. I think it's but Hayward's yeah. choice, obviously. Of course, it's Hayward's choice. And, you know, if he leaves, he leaves. But, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, – I mean, if you want to put on your conspiracy hat or whatever, so you've got the Instagram post. Mike Gorman made some solid points of reasons to stay. Um, you've also got why would he come back if he's going to leave right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many different – things going around about this it's controversial and it's kind of crazy i mean having him back would be pretty solid hopefully when he does play he's close to where he was playing at rather than what we saw last year when he came back from injury um he played solid when he came back from the hand though yeah the hand is different though yeah i yeah it's not an ankle it's a hand but 
I, I don't see why he should be worried because, I mean, he just rolled it. He rolled his ankle. It is what it is. You know, it's not, he didn't break his leg again, different ankle, you know, that there's no correlation there. But it'll be very interesting to see what happens with him. He is doubtful for tomorrow. He was upgraded from out to doubtful. That's what else I was going to say. Yeah. Yep. Um, so people are saying if he doesn't play tomorrow, Game three could be a real possibility on Saturday night. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, if he doesn't play tomorrow, the Celtics really need to grab game two. I don't yes. want to see them go down two games to one. I mean, two games to none. Yeah. Because then things get really hard. And, I mean, as hard as it would be, I mean, I still think they could do it, depending mm-hmm. on the – but, I mean, the Celtics played bad in game one and went to overtime. And, hell, I mean, Tatum almost made the miracle shot at the end when he had to stand up off the that ground. That was after. crazy. Yeah. It was online and everything. He just short. It's like he was probably tired because he just stood up. Rimmed but, out even. No, I think he just hit the front. Oh. It might have rimmed out. I don't know. But regardless, I mean, it was they still they crazy. Still, first of all, they played bad and they still should have won the game. This is before they blew the lead in the fourth quarter. They still had played bad because they gave up a lead early in the game. Yep, the second facts. quarter, they let Miami all the way back in. So even, even if you take account for the finish of the game, they really didn't play that well. And they were up 14. Not to their full potential, at least. They didn't play that well. <clears throat> That's uh, one thing about Brad. He's always looking to improve regardless. I mean, any coach at that level is probably doing that. But Brad especially always will mention that in press conferences. Anytime you see a quote, he's like, we can improve this, this, and this. Or you know, he'll say we have things to improve. He might not say what it is. Uh, I thought really great quotes came out from the players today regarding all that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's backing Brad because no matter what, Brad Stevens does. There's always this weird group of people who wants him fired for some reason. Yeah, if you think Brad Stevens needed to be fired, you need to go back to watching the Patriots because <laughs> you're a moron. I remember we uh, talked about that back in January. Yeah, Patriots people are the absolute worst. That's they really are. I hate football with a passion too. Oh, I hate <laughs> football. Look it up. Look up how much time when you watch football they actually play. It's 11 minutes. You sit there for four hours, you fucking dummy. <laughs> That's always my yeah. argument too, because basketball. They, they love they love football. They love football. They love football. The only redeemable quality football has is red zone, where yeah. they they skip between games. You know why I can skip between games because it's so damn boring. <laughs> There's so much downtime where they're standing around. I like fantasy. I play fantasy. What, what kind of what kind of pro sport can you be a a fat fuck like that on the offensive line and be a pro athlete? Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseball takes some skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eye coordination to be able to hit a baseball is insane. You need yeah, to stand there true. and be fat. That's true. That's true. Yeah, no, <laughs> football is definitely interesting in that way. But I would football, argue literally ninety percent of the positions in football are all physical qualities that you have to have. Yes. It has nothing to do with being coordinated. It's just you're fast, so you can be a running back or a receiver. True. You're big, so you can play the line. Quarterback is a skill position. Uh, I'd say the defensive positions are also skill positions. But aside from that, I mean, there, there's really not a lot of skill involved. Wide receiver, to some degree. You get, yeah, like, you have to be able catching to catch. those passes. Are but it's, it's a big physical thing. That's why you can see people working at Foot Locker and then they're in the Super Bowl the next week <laughs> because they're fast. Sure. You can't see that in the NBA. It yeah. doesn't happen. You don't you see that in baseball. Much more technically gifted to play basketball. I Football is an absolute joke. I, I honestly have no idea why people love it so much. I like it. I don't mind Football it. Football is I just the like absolute it. 
worst. I just like it for fantasy though, because I, I like so fantasy. Much, I enjoy fantasy. I, yeah. I it gets so much attention. People sit there every Sunday, mind melting in front of the TV. <laughs> if you watch Red Zone, I mean, Red Red Zone is the only way you can watch football. Mm-hmm. I agree. E- even I went to my friends this weekend. We watched football. I, I went because I wanted to hang out. I don't like football. If you didn't know. <laughs> Once the four o'clock games hit, there was only three. It was still it was, there was three games they were switching between. It was still awful. Yeah, no, oh, I, it was off. I tried to watch the Patriots this weekend. I talked to you about it. I got halfway through the first quarter and I just started like doing stuff with Bannertown and like on watching YouTube. Oh, it's shit. so boring. I couldn't do it. Oh, football people are the absolute worst. Every play is just like. Oh, we're going to run the ball. Ah, oh, damn, it went four yards. Let's recoup. Re- retry. Try again. Try again. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. And I'm just sitting there. Well, they, they stand there for right. a minute, play for two seconds, and they stand there for another minute. What are you so tired for, yeah. fatty? <laughs> why don't you go for a run? Eat a salad. I love it. Oh, my God. Before we get well, to – Football um... people the absolute worst. <laughs> I, and then they come in and they, they share their opinions about stuff they don't know about. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I, did I tell you how I thought Cam Newton played? No. You know why? Because I don't know anything about football. So I don't talk about it. Except for now. Telling you that all the people aren't skilled. <laughs> but seriously, like, do not, do not come in as a casual and be the loudest in the room because you're a moron. <laughs> really passionate about football, huh? Uh, about not liking football. <laughs> uh, bringing it back. Back around to the NBA back. real quick. Something we like. Uh, all NBA teams came out today. I wanted to touch on it. Uh, thoughts uh, on the um, teams? Tatum should have been higher. Tatum or uh, Butler, I would have been happy with over Siakam. Yeah, they should have made. Who else made the second team? Let me look at this. Don't don't even tell me. I want to look at it myself. I, I've I seen it, but I, I know the first team was Luca, LeBron, Davis, Giannis, and uh, was Harden. It Harden. Harden, yeah. All right, so then you had Siakam. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find this. I got it up if you would like to know but i you probably want to look at it yourself do you want to guess uh just hold on i got you you. show me everything but the second team right now i'm gonna have a stroke (laughs) all right here we go Kawhi, Jokic, lillard paul uh uh maybe chris paul goes down too don't get me wrong he had an incredible season but i don't know yeah no i got you him and siakam could definitely go down I think that Westbrook should not have made a team. I think yeah, that's a Ke- little absurd. Kemba should have made it a team, too. He was an all-star starter. He certainly should have made one of those I teams. I think Kemba or Lowry should have replaced Westbrook. Lowry belongs to the G League. I know. Yeah. It's a bum. Celtics <laughs> exposed him in Game 7. <laughs> I know you don't like Lowry, but I would have been happier with Lowry over Westbrook. Um, the, Lowry uh, should not have been an all-star this year, by the way. I disagree. I think he should have been an all-star. Who should have been an all-star over him? Daniel Brown. Easy. (laughs) What else was I going to say? Yeah, I knew it was coming. I just wanted to hear it. Ah, man. You know what's crazy? Blake Griffin made an all-NBA team last year. Blake Griffin? Oh, my God. Blake Griffin sucks, too. I know. I like Blake Griffin, but he's he's like... He had a great season last year, though. He had a great season last year. Sorry, Blake Griffin. I wish Blake Griffin was on a good team so he could like perform and be like a contributor. But yeah, at least contribute himself, contribute in some way. But unfortunate for him. Uh, so lastly, we got a phone call this week. 
Yes, we actually that. got two. We got, got two? one today too. Yeah, uh, one's from my friend, but still, we got two phone calls. Uh, I thought we'd go over them, wrap up the show after that. Uh, like I tweeted out, I don't know if you guys listening uh, respond or see my tweets or see from the Rafters tweets underscore from the Rafters on Twitter. Uh, we put out a link for you guys to leave messages for us. Uh, we can put them in the show, respond to them. You guys can ask us anything you want. All you have to do is create an anchor account. So you just got to put your name in, put it in some email. Uh, then you can leave any message you want for us to react to on the show. These are two examples, and we're going to respond to them right now. I'd love to make this an every show thing where we respond at the end of the shows, at least on the Wednesdays and uh, Sundays or Mondays that we do, maybe not in our Friday guest episodes. But I'd love to do this every show. What about you? I don't know about you, Sam. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we appreciate anyone that listens to the show. Exactly. So if you exactly. want to, you know, be a part of it in a small way, to be great. Yeah. So that being said, we're going to go through these two messages that we got this week. We only got a couple. Uh, one is from someone who calls himself Larry Bird. So we're going to listen to this one first. Larry Here. Bird, big fan of the show. Of course, of course. Here it is. Every team in the playoffs has a cheerleader on the bench. Who do you think is the best Boston Celtics cheerleader on their bench this season? Larry Bird sounding a lot different than I remember, but <laughs> uh, who's the best Celtics cheerleader off the bench? That's a good it's question. Tough. I mean, honestly, maybe Romeo. There was yeah, a clip was of say. him in I believe it was the Toronto series. He was doing the dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant's a good cheerleader. Marcus is a great cheerleader when he's Ennis on the bench. Cantor. Ennis, Ennis Cantor. And his is a great one, too. So this has some sure. really good uh, personalities on the team, so they make for some great cheerleaders. I agree. I agree. I- I'd argue Ennis Cantor. Maybe VP. Poirier is pretty good off the bench, too. He's a nice guy. Cool dude. Poirier. If, if I had to make my choice, though, I'd go Cantor. What about hey, you? Congratulations to Poirier. Uh, they had a, new they had dad. a baby. New dad. Yeah, new dad. Mm-hmm. So what's your choice? I want Cantor. Who are you going I think, for? I think I'll go... Uh, I think I'll go Marcus when he's on. Oh, uh, okay. I feel but if I you want you. deep bench, I'll go Romeo. Yeah. People that don't. Fair enough. Um, our second question uh, and final question, but like I said, feel free. Uh, the link is pinned hey, two, on the – Two's better than zero. Twitter. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's from my good friend, uh, writer at Bannertown, wrote a few articles, Danny Hanley. So uh, I'll play that for you guys right here. What's going on, Jack and Sam? Uh just wanted to see your guys' thoughts on Brad Wanamaker and what role you think he'll have in the series after a big game one. Love the podcast, fellas. Get after it. Hey, thanks. Um, Brad Wanamaker has been really great in the playoffs so far. I think we might have touched on this in our celebration podcast on yes, Sunday. He played uh, really great last night, he though. He played game really one. great. He continued it last night. He had like six steals. Yeah, um, something crazy. I'm really happy he's doing well. He's definitely someone that uh, takes offense to the slander. I've seen multiple. Yeah. Adam Adam got into a run with him, but I've seen before he's argued with people as well. Um, but the offense he, was almost he deserves running the praise. They were running the offense through him at one point because no one could get anything going. It was just like, okay, Brad Wanamaker, here really you go. Solid this uh, in the playoffs <laughs> as well. Like he's made, he, every time he shoots a three, I'm starting to think it goes in. So good for him. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, it's he a very misses elite a- elite uh, club to join of. Every time they shoot, I think it's gone. <laughs> exactly. He missed his only three last night, ironically. But uh, overall, Brad's been really good. Great game uh, the other night. I was texting Danny. Danny's my uh, my friend, good friend from home. Uh, he texted me. He goes, damn, where did Brad Wanamaker come from? <laughs> Screw Jason Tatum. Just give uh, Wanamaker the ball. Obviously being sarcastic, but still. Uh, 
crazy good game from Wanamaker last night. That was almost out of nowhere. Like you said, he's been playing pretty well throughout the playoffs. But last night, like, he was just on a new one. Like, he played so well in game one, I think. <clears throat> but that being said, I'm I'm looking at the minutes. Sorry, I paused there, guys. Uh, Wanamaker played the most minutes off the bench with 24. Outside of that, Brown, Tatum, Smart, and Walker all played 40-plus. Tice played 35. Williams and Williams both played uh, over 10, and then Shemi was the only one else who got minutes, and he almost played 10. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap this up, Sam, do you think Brad Stevens needs to consolidate the bench even more, maybe just play Grant or Shemi instead of both uh, of them, stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know if Shemi should get any more time. Mm-hmm. I, I like it, it, Unless they make the finals and he's going to guard LeBron. But yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really think he yeah. has a spot in this series per se. Sure. His his main thing is defense, and they don't really need him to guard anybody. Maybe Jimmy Butler, but I mean, you'd have to imagine one of Tatum Brown Smart is on the floor at all times. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd say give Grant those minutes. Other than that, though, just play with more energy. Close out the game for game two. Uh, I don't have anything else I wanted to bring up. Uh, what do you, how are you feeling about today's show? Today's show or tomorrow's game? both <laughs> uh, i feel like we had a good show today it's fun uh tomorrow's game i i don't know i i have this eerie confidence usually i'm not very confident at all i, I had some about this series that i really don't think it should be a problem even though they lost yesterday i, I they shouldn't have lost yesterday going forward it, it shouldn't be a problem they need to figure things out here um i mean this this team really isn't on the same level as the celtics they're not they they might play hard and they might play to the level but they are not they are not on the same level if that makes sense. Yeah, no 100%. They're, they're definitely able to motivate themselves and play hard enough to be there, but they're they are not there. I agree. Celtics need just need to prove that in game 2. Uh, I hope your confidence rings true. Uh quick thing, we don't have to talk about it. I just want to bring it up. Let's go Nuggets. Uh fuck the Lakers. Yeah, I, hope I, I hope the Nuggets win, <laughs> obviously. Me Very too. disappointing the Clippers. Uh Yeah. You know, if you listen when we, when I try and keep up in the around the association, I I always like the Clippers to win, um, and they uh, did what they call shitting the bed. Um, <laughs> very unfortunate for them. They've yeah. got some interesting things to look at. Doc Rivers' old friend might be uh, in jeopardy there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about Doc Rivers for a second. Um, Doc Rivers. I also heard on radio today has uh, blown five or six three one three two leads something like that a lot of them yeah yeah um, one thing I was actually having a conversation with a coworker the other day saying you know it had you know someone else been the coach when they had the big three they might have won more than once um, interesting that's an hot take they think about it like if Brad was the coach they probably would have won more than once. Mm. Maybe yeah, it's I, tough. I think Brad's a better coach than Doc, <laughs> not in terms of success, but I mean overall, you can't as a argue coach. with what he's had and what he's done. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, especially saw, a couple of years back when they should have went to the finals, but they choked Game Seven. Yeah, I saw something that said Doc's going to come back as the coach of the Clippers uh, because a lot of those guys, like even Kawhi and Paul George, went there because they wanted to play for Doc because they all like yeah. him. And, so. and Doc has um, he has that you know a reputation of being a winner because he was able to do it with the Celtics. He was he he always has been a coach of a pretty solid team. 
um, dating yeah, even, back even to that, the big three. You the know, Clips he, team last was, year overperformed too. Exactly, like he was he was the coach here, and then he left and went to the Clippers, and they had a solid core there. And he's got, you know, he's always been in the playoffs. He's always there. He's always winning per se, winning to some degree. Maybe not the whole thing, but he's making it. Um, yeah, I feel sorry for the Clippers because I honestly still think they had the best team in basketball, and they. They choked to Denver of all teams. Who Dem- Denver's not a terrible team, but I mean, Jesus, man, you're up three two, to one. Just close them out. They two blew, three one leads. Two three two, one leads. Two three one leads. Games five and six, I believe the Clippers were up like 18, 19 points in both of those games, and they lost. That's outrageous. No, yeah, Clippers definitely should have won. Uh, but like and I was now, saying, and now the Celtics have to win. <laughs> yes, yes, because. They got to defend the the most titles. I mean, you can't let Miami go in there and try and do it. Facts, facts. We can't. I'm just praying that the Nuggets can pull off another miracle and beat the Lakers. Because I would love that. It's not going to happen. No. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Other than that, go Celtics in Game Two. Bring the energy. Bring the intensity. Please, dear God, close out the game. You can follow Bannertown USA on Twitter at Bannertown USA. The podcast is underscore from the Rafters. I'm at Bannertown Jack, and I'm going to let Sam close us out per usual. Uh, I'm at Bannertown Sam. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Game two, if you're listening tonight, which you probably won't because it's 8 o'clock right now. <laughs> uh, game game two is Thursday at 7 o'clock. Um, probably we'll tip it 7, 10 on ESPN. Uh, thanks for listening. We're done for today. Bye.